0: Chapter 3 of History of England in Words of One Syllable. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. History of England in Words of One Syllable by Helen. W. Pearson Chapter 3 Alfred the Great New foes rose at this time who came from the north and were known as northmen or Danes. They were at home on the sea and were fierce and hard. They came in ships and burst down the huts of the folks and stole all they could in each place where they made out to land. The Saxons had by this time learned a great deal. They had made good laws, so that a man felt as safe in his own house as in a fort, for none could do him harm and not pay for it in some way. There were men put in each part of the land to hold courts and find out the truth when a crime was done. If they could not prove the crime in a clear way or how it was done, The man was let off free. At times the judge would call in twelve men, who knew the facts, and see what they thought. This is not the way we do in our day, for now they try to find men who do not know the facts, or if they have heard them, have not made up their minds, and have no thoughts on the case. When a king thought he would like to change the old laws, or make new ones, he would call all these men whom he had put at the head of things in his land, and the folks of the towns, and let them hear what the new law was like. And if they said that it was good and right, it was made a law. In time, the folks of a town chose three or four men to go at such times to hear what the new law was to be, and they told them what to say. Then the mass of them could stay at home and mind the plough and the trade and the shops. When the king and these men met in one place to talk of the laws, they gave the place a name which meant where wise men meet. It was like what is now known as Parliament, where they talk of the laws ere they are made. As I have told you, the Danes were fierce foes at this time and burned the towns, and stole all they could find. But a wise and good king, whose name was Alfred, came to the throne in England, and in time he freed his land from these bold men. King Alfred, like most men who grew up to be of use in the world, was a son of a good dame. Though he was a prince, he had not yet learned to read when he was twelve years old, There were no books in print in those days, for that art had not been found out. Men wrote the books, and some of them were done in fine style, and were rich in bright tints and gold. The Queen read some Saxon songs and one of these books one day to her boys, and they all said they would like to have that book for their own. The Queen said, I will give to that one of you four who first learns to read. Alfred went at once to seek someone to teach him, and in a short time he won the book. He kept it all his life and learned the old songs by heart. In the first year of his reign he fought nine times with the Danes. At times he made peace with them, and they would swear that they would not come back. But they did not care for their oaths and would come back all the same as soon as they saw a good chance to fight and burn once in the fourth year of king alfred's reign they spread out through the whole of england and were so strong that the king's men took flight and left him he had to hide in the hut of a cowherd who did not know his face he stayed in this hut some time and his friends went to see him now and then, to tell him how things went on, and to beg him to stay there till they got men to fight the Danes. The cowherd's wife thought this strange man ought to help her with her work as he ate her bread. So one day she left him to watch some cakes which he put to bake on the hearth. The king, whose mind was full of the woes of his folk, and plans to get rid of the Danes, did not think of the cakes. So when the Dane came back, they were all burned, and she was in a great rage. What? she said. You will be glad to eat them by and by, yet you could not watch them. She did not think that she spoke to a king. But just then, the cowherd came in with some of King Alfred's friends, who told him that there had been a fight and that the Danes had fled from that part of the land, so that he might now leave the hut and take his place as king. You may think that the wife of the cowherd felt great shame at the harsh words she had said to her king, but he had a kind heart, and told her if she would think no more of her burned cakes, he would not keep in his mind her hard words and he gave the poor folks thanks that they'd let him stay so long with them. Then King Alfred went forth to have a great fight with the Danes to teach them to leave England in peace. But first it was thought best to find out how strong they were, and as King Alfred knew how to play on the harp well and to sing, he put on the dress of a glee man and went to their camp. HE TOOK HIS HARP AND SANG HIS SONGS IN THE TENT OF GUFFRUN WHO LED THE DANES. BUT ALL THE TIME HE SANG HE KEPT WATCH OF ALL THAT WENT ON. HE SAW THEIR TENTS, THEIR ARMS, AND MUCH MORE THAT WAS OF USE TO HIM. THEN HE SET OUT AT THE HEAD OF THE ENGLISH TROOPS AND PUT THE FOE TO rout. HE LAID SIEGE TO THEM FOR TWO WEEKS and hosts were slain. But he was good as well as brave, for he did not kill them all as he might have done. He said if they would leave the west part of England, they might have land and make homes in the east. But they must be Christians and keep the law of the land. Guffrun said he would do so, and he kept his word, and all his Danes did the same. They burned and stole no more, but learned to plough, and sow, and reap, and lead good lives, and in time they took Saxon girls for wives. But all the Danes were not so good as those led by Guthrun. There was one bold man who came with four score of ships up the Thames, and there was a plague in the land too, and food was scarce. But King Alfred had a stout heart, He thought the best way to keep off the foe was to build ships as good as theirs, and go and meet them on the sea and fight them there. So he built scores of good ships, and he was the first king of England who had fleets of his own. He was as great in peace as he was in war, and he made up his mind that all the young folks in his realm should have a chance to learn to read and write so he would talk with wise men from far lands, and write down what they told him, so that his folk could read it. He learned strange tongues, so that he might write the books out in English, which were in them. He made good laws, so that all might feel safe, and he was so hard on thieves, that it was said in his reign, that gold chains or strings of gems might have been hung in the streets, and none would touch them. He built schools and sent to Italy for books and things that the English did not then know how to make at home, and he sent ships to Russia to find if they had things which would be of use in his realm. It was the great wish of his heart to do right in all things, and to leave the folks of his land more good and wise than he found them. He had a time in each day for each task and as there were no clocks then, he had to make a way of his own to tell the time. He had a sort of wax-torch made and put in packs of the same size. These he made out to notch in such a way that as they burned down he could tell how the hours went. But as a draught would blow them out, the king had each set in a case made of wood and white horn. Do you know the name of a light that is set in a case in these days? All this time the good King Alfred was far from well, but he bore his pains like a brave man. When death took him, his whole land was full of grief, and his name has been kept in the hearts of the folks of England as one of her best and most wise kings. As soon as King Alfred was dead, his son Edward came to the throne, and he found he had a great deal to do, for the Danes felt that now there might be a chance to get more of England. But though Edward was not so great as Alfred, he fought well, and the Danes fled and left the land in peace for a long time. In the end, England was made one with one Saxon king, By this time, there was a great change in the ways of its folk. Their homes were no more huts, but built well, and they had chairs and beds and all sorts of things. On the walls of the rich, silk was hung with fine work on it, birds or leaves or bright buds, done by the wives or girls of the house. Knives and spoons had come in use, and the folk ate from plates of bone, or brass, or it might be gold. At a feast there would be a harp, on which all knew how to play in those days. They would pass it from guest to guest, and each one would sing and play when his turn came. End of chapter 3